Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games Daily, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skifstad. Hey everyone, welcome back to Board Games Daily. I'm Jeremiah Isley. Thanks so much for tuning in. We've got a cool episode for you. It's Topic Tuesday, but on a Wednesday. I don't know. We got a little bit off on our days this week. It happens. But uh, we've got a cool conversation about games that surpassed your expectations or really kind of hit you out of nowhere. A game that maybe you didn't even really hear about and you you played it or somebody gave it to you and it, bam, it hit your table. So I'm going to let AJ introduce that in just a few moments. But we want to remind you that you can always find us here at Board Games Daily. And of course, if you want to find out more about us and the folks who do the show and Theology of Games as a whole, you can go over to theologyofgames.com. We've got a Patreon page. We've got two other podcasts that happen uh, all the time. One is weekly, one is monthly. In fact, I just released an episode of That's How I Roll, in which I do a review of Raids from Yellow Games. And uh, so, yeah, that's what's going on there. Stay tuned for a great episode. Let's get this thing rolling as we jump into Topic Twinsday. Sour of Madness, the latest from Smirk and Dagger Games. Will you discover what lies beneath unspeakable horror, slip into insanity, or bring about the end of the world? A three-dimensional clock tower stands 15 inches tall, filled with marbles. 30 otherworldly tentacles push through the tower walls in every direction. In this high-tension dice game of Lovecraft-inspired horror. Win your very own copy of Tower of Madness. Head over to theologyofgames.com slash Patreon for full contest rules and how you can enter to win. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Board Games Daily, powered by Theology of Games. This is AJ Skifstad, and today I want to talk about games that surpassed your expectations. Now, what I mean by this is not just a game that you had been reading about, looking at reviews, learning how to play before you even bought it, and then you bought it, played it, and you were like, yeah, this is everything I thought it would be and more. Not that kind of game. I'm talking about a game that maybe you bought without doing a ton of research on. You went on a whim just getting it. Maybe maybe it was referred to you by a friend or maybe it was something that you got when you were first getting into gaming and you were just like, score, this is so good and I'm really, really thrilled with my purchase right now. So uh, I'll explain a little bit more by, by what I mean by telling you about my own. When I first started getting into gaming, I had been playing, well, I had been playing CCGs for a long time before I started playing a lot of tabletop games. So I was really into the cards at that point. And uh, when I say tabletop, I meant board games. But I was really into um, cards at that point. So I wanted card games, card-based board games, uh, kind of like what I saw in CCGs, cards that had effects and had numbers on them or things that you could do. And uh, so one of the first games I ever bought was Bang. I really enjoyed Bang. It was a good game. 
Um, I didn't know that there were better games out there at the time, so Bang was a really, really good game. And I started picking up all these small box games, and I picked up like Condottier by Fantasy Flight Games, and they had what was called their Silver Line at this point. So this is probably about 10 years ago now. It was called their Silver Line Box Series, and they were these little boxes uh, with that packed a big punch. They had a game called Letter of Mark, which don't ever buy. Um, but they also had a little game, which most of you know, because it's been reprinted uh, by, and I don't know who it's reprinted by now. I can't remember if it's Fantasy Flight or if somebody else has it. But at the time, it was Fantasy Flight, and this game was called Citadels. Citadels I picked up on a whim. The box looked fantastic. It said it had a little mini expansion in there. Um, and I had just been loving on these little silver, silver line box games. And I, I picked up this one and I had never played a game so fun in my life, a, a tabletop board game. And I just, and like I said, this was when I was really getting into gaming. I had probably played Settlers and everything in Carcassonne at that point, but I mean, the level of strategy, yet the luck and the hilarity involved in this game just surpassed all my expectations as you're taking on characters this was the first time i think i'd ever experienced taking on character roles too maybe i had done it in puerto rico at this point but in puerto rico when you take on those roles you're not really doing something that affects the other players extremely greatly like you are in uh citadels so we're taking on these roles and then we're trying to draft these little uh, units to create our city um and it was just super fun. We were laughing. Uh, we just, I played this game to death because we played it so much. And what was cool was, and I don't think I knew it at the time. I already mentioned it. It had this little dark city expansion in it, which gave you different character rules and it gave roles, excuse me. And it gave you, uh, additional, um, ability to play with nine players instead of eight. Now I've never played with that many players, but I have played with eight players and I absolutely love the game. I absolutely love it. It met all my expectations and way more. Now I, I played many games since then that I like way more than Citadels, but at the time when I picked that up, I just thought I've arrived in gaming. So I want to hear from you. I want to hear from Scott. I want to hear from Jeremiah. What is that game that you picked up maybe on a whim or from a referral from a friend or something that you just didn't know too much about? You just thought this looks good. It really looks good. I'm going to judge it by its cover and I'm going to pick it up because its cover looks that good. And then all of a sudden it played better than you even imagined. What is that game? We want to hear from you. That's it from me. Check you later. You can be more than just a listener. If you're listening via the Anchor app, you can be a part of the discussion by using the voice message feature. Don't just sit on the sidelines. Download the app and join the conversation today. Hey everyone, Firestone here with Board Games Daily, powered by TheologyofGames.com. AJ came up with a great topic this morning, which was games that surpassed your expectations. Now, to be honest, I didn't have, I don't have many of those, only because I'm someone who does a ton of research. I read reviews, I look at videos, I look at blogs, I look at news sites, I do everything I can to be well informed, and so I feel like my ability to uh, buy a game that I already know I'm going to like is high. 
But one game that I kind of bought on a whim and was surpri- pleasantly surprised at was Argent the Consortium. I, uh, to be honest with you, I don't remember anything about me deciding to buy this game. I, I can't remember what the thought process was. I can't remember what made me turned me on to it. I, I don't remember anything about it. Um, and to be honest, it's not. I'm not a huge fan of Level 99's art style. I really like their games a lot, and so the the gameplay far and away overcomes anything I don't like about the art style. But it's got kind of a manga um, art style and. I just didn't know anything about it except that it was a worker placement game with a, that was harsh. It was like you're messing with people and hurting people, which is usually something I hate in games. Why would I pick this up? Why did I pick this up? I have no idea. Nevertheless, I picked this up and played it the first time and was blown away. It is so cool. It is a worker placement game where you're um, magicians in a school trying to vie to be the next I think chancellor of the school he's retiring and you're trying to decide and so you're jockeying for position in these different areas of the school and looking to get votes and whoever gets the most votes at the end of the game is the one who becomes the next chancellor and wins and so we just played with the base game it's it's one of the hallmarks of level 99 is that they give you more stuff in the box than you could ever possibly need. And so it comes with a whole bunch of rooms that are all double-sided. And so the way they interact with each other and the side you choose, well, every game is going to be different of this. And so you're going into these rooms with your wizards and each wizard has a different ability. Some of them trigger later. Some of them trigger immediately. You can push people out of rooms. You can shadow them. So you might not get first choice, but if you can shadow someone, you'll get second choice. And there's just so much interaction with it and tons of take that kind of gameplay. And I cannot explain why I love it in this game, but I do. Argent the Consortium surprised me, blew me away, and they just reprinted it. It was out of print for a while, and they reprinted it, and I think it includes the expansion with it now, which I have. Uh, from the first edition, but I still haven't even played with it because like I said, you just, there's so much stuff in here and it would take forever to get through it and to try everything. But man, I love this game. So you should check out Argent of the Consortium. In my opinion, it was a game that I cannot trace the path of me purchasing it. And yet uh, I am so happy that I did. So let us know what your uh, surprising game is that you just it just exceeded your expectations you had maybe no expectations but uh you played it and just went wow i'm so glad i bought that wow i'm so glad i purchased that so uh let us know and we'll hear from uh jeremiah hopefully and have a great day everyone we'll talk to you later bye all right so i'm gonna weigh in on this topic and i think it's a fun topic to talk about uh because there are games you know we live in a world where hundreds of games are released every year and uh it's it's hard to find these you know kind of diamond in the rough games anymore because they're just so many games but the truth is there are a lot of diamonds in the rough out there because unless it's asmodee or aeg or you know fantasy flight which is a part of asmodee uh or maybe even tasty menstrual you could kind of put in one of those categories of larger publishers 
there's just a ton of indies out there and there's actually really well-made great designed games being made and uh i think one of the sleepers out there I- i'll i'll mention two games but there's uh one of the sleeper i guess um publishers out there and my my opinion is devere games now devere games has been making games for a while but they've mostly been in europe so over here in the states we maybe don't know much about them but they've got a ton of really good titles out and i think one of the titles that really blew me away uh especially kind of keeping with how uh, aj kind of put this topic out there is we we were at origins oh gosh two years ago now and i was actually looking at one of devere's newer titles that they were releasing at origins that year which is called homes it's a sherlock and mycroft it's a two-player game it's a fun game i've reviewed it before um so you can go back and, and take a look at that on theology of games but while i was doing that aj and cpos are uh were over at a different table in their booth looking at dungeon raiders and they just said hey you need to check this out and we didn't get a chance to do it right then I came back at the end of the day and talked with uh, Matt, who was working the booth and kind of in uh, in charge of things there at the convention. And he was like, yeah, yeah, let me get you a copy of Holmes. I w- I'd like you to review it. And I said, hey, I've, I've been hearing good things about Dungeon Raiders. And at the time, it was an older title for them. They just kind of brought it over to the States. And he was like, well, uh, all right, sure, why not? So he handed me a copy. And then we went home and maybe, I don't know, two, three days later that weekend, whatever, uh, we played it and it was so good. Now, at the time, there were some housekeeping things. It was a bit fiddly. And since then, if you go back and, and check out uh, Theology of Games, they've actually done a second edition where they've cleaned up some of the setup. They've really, really made this game click. It is so fun. But I mean, the first time we played it, I was like, oh, this is like a social deduction dungeon crawl. It's all about who's going to play what card when, who's saving a good card for a later room, who saw what cards that are coming because some of them are face up and face down as you go through this dungeon. It is an outstanding game. It's a diamond in the rough. And I have had so much fun with it. And especially now that they released at Origins, they had the second edition there. Go go find it. I'm telling you, it is a blast. You're going to love it. It's really, really fun. And um, it, it came out of nowhere. I was not expecting it. I hadn't heard a thing about it the first time I played it, other than AJ said, hey, you should check this out. And they were kind enough to give me a review copy, which good on them because... I have been like the, the the bard of this game. I've been the town crier saying, hey, play Dungeon Raiders. You're going to love it. So there's that. And then I would also say uh, maybe not so much unheard of, but uh, Campy Creatures really came out of nowhere too last year at Gen Con. And really, really fun game. Keymaster Games is making good games, people. Caper was great. Uh, Campy Creatures is great. I'm hoping to get a hold of Space Park very soon. Uh, I hear there's a copy with my name on it somewhere. But uh, don't sleep on Keymaster Games either. They're really, really good stuff. And I think you're going to enjoy it if you check them out as well. All right. That's it for me on this topic. 
What do you guys think? What games have kind of hit you upside the head? Let us know. Voice message feature on Anchor. Tweet at us at Board Games Daily or email us by going to theologyofgames.com and just clicking the contact us button. Or go to theologyofgames.com slash BGD and there's a form there that you can fill out to message us here at the show. Thanks for joining us today. Board Games Daily is powered by theologyofgames.com. Don't forget to head over to theologyofgames.com to check out all we have to offer, including written reviews, our YouTube channel, and two other podcasts. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening, and go put a game on the table.